0: Hello, and welcome to episode number 77 of the Love Life Connection podcast. So today is part two of how to know what you need and want in your ideal relationship. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, which is episode 76, I highly recommend you listen to that episode first, because in that episode, I lay it out first, starting with the basics, why it's super important for you to know what you need and want. So you might just want to skip over this episode and be like, oh, Veronica, just tell me how to be confident or tell me how to get a man. Well, I'm telling you that knowing what you need and want is super, super important. So why it's important, I talk about in episode 76, I also talk about why it's hard for especially us as women to express what we need and want. So if you find it really hard for you to do that, or you feel a lot of resistance, then make sure you listen to that episode. And I also talk to you about how to know what you need and want in a relationship. I give you a few things that you can do. I also have a free download for that episode. You can grab that at veronicagrant.com forward slash Seventy-six download, and you can download the the worksheet that I give you, which asks you very specific questions as to what to ask yourself to know what you need and want. I don't really get into the questions too much in the podcast, just because I do want to try to keep them under thirty minutes. Um, but you can grab that worksheet; it's totally free, and you can work on that after you listen to episode seventy-six. And and today is more about the mechanics. So once you know what you need and want, well, it only gets you so far if you're not actually actually expressing what you need and want in your ideal relationship. Now, the way to express what you need and want is to be super aware of how you're feeling in a certain situation or in a certain period of time. So let me ask you this question. I want you to think of all the names you could call your boss or your ex or your mom or your dad or whoever you just feel really a lot of anger or resentment towards. You could probably think of 50 million names. And I'm not going to – this podcast is not PG. Everything's marked as explicit, but I'm not going to take the time to think of all the mean names just because why go there, right? But you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure just within the next last 30 seconds, you can probably think of a good – 15 to 20 uh, mean names or phrases you could say about your, again, your boss, your ex, your neighbor, your friend, your mom, your dad, whoever you're annoyed with or pissed off at. And then on top of that, think about those names that you're calling them and think about how in all the ways that you're actually blaming them. Again, like you're blaming your ex or your boss. So maybe you're exhausted all the time and you're blaming your boss for working, making you work long hours. Maybe you're just feeling so depressed and heartbroken from a relationship and you're blaming your ex. Or maybe you've never had a good relationship after your ex broke up with you. And so maybe you're blaming your dating woes on your ex. Or maybe you've had financial issues since your divorce and you're blaming your ex on that. Or maybe, you're blaming your parents on you know how you relate to men now or how you're in romantic relationships. If you listen to my listen to my podcast, you know that I talk a lot about how your parents and your childhood have a huge impact on your relationships as an adult. So maybe you're blaming them for that. So the list could go on, right? Like I don't need to think of all of the possible examples, but I'm sure. Again, just listening to this in the past couple of minutes, I've been talking about it. You can think of plenty of names to call your boss, your ex, whatever, and all the ways that you're blaming them for all of your difficulties and woes and issues in in your life. But now, I want you to think of ways you describe how you could feel, either right now or just in general, like when you're in a difficult situation. Like, how do you feel? And Maybe a few generic words come up like angry, sad, anxious, maybe happy, glad, things like that. But we can't actually, we have a really hard time, I think, getting really descriptive on how we feel in a certain situation or how, and sometimes we feel almost even completely disconnected from ourselves because you know, you, you know, when you're in a situation and like maybe you're having a conversation or maybe you're in an argument or something and then like 20 minutes after the fact you're like oh man i should have said that or that would have been the perfect thing to say right like okay yes like sometimes things just ideas come later and after the fact and i totally get that but a lot of times it's because well your mind is clear like you know you're more in, in, in connection you're more in connection with yourself you're more in touch with yourself and so things come up right like how you're feeling or what you want to say or how you can express yourself comes up easier and better. And this, it's kind of the same thing when you're like in a fight and you don't really know what to say. or You don't really know how to effectively express. Well, usually it's because you just are really disconnected with yourself. And so you don't know how you feel. And so you don't know how to say what you need or want. And knowing how you feel and being in touch with what you're feeling, with your emotions is really important with knowing what you need or want. Because if you don't care to be happy or you don't know, if you don't want to be happy, then who cares what you need or want, right? Like, so they, they totally, totally go to together. But the problem is, is that we're not really taught how to express how we feel. We're not really taught how to express what we need and want. And again, I'm not going to go into all those reasons. I talk a lot about that in episode 76. So you can grab that. And again, if you're not sure of how you want to feel or what you need and want in your ideal relationship, then please make sure you check out the um, episode 76 as well as that free download because I walk you through a process to to do that. And you can grab that at veronicagrant.com forward slash 76 download. Okay, so on to today's episode. So today is a little bit more of the mechanics. So I'm going to assume that you know or you have a good idea of how you want to feel and what you need and what you want in your ideal relationship. And just to be clear, I kind of use how you want to feel and what you need and want almost synonymously because really your needs are emotional needs or your wants are emotional wants. Not all of your needs and wants are emotional, but I think a lot of them are, and especially in the context of this conversation I think a lot of them are. So I use them interchangeably, but they're the same thing. So again, this episode is a little bit more mechanical. We're going to get down into the weeds and I'm going to walk you through exactly how to express what you need and want with your partner without starting a fight, feeling needy or feeling bitchy. Now I'm going to walk you through this process. If you're running or walking or cleaning or doing something else, driving, then not to worry because again, I've created a free download for you where I just created a cheat sheet where you can just... Um, have all of these steps out right in front of you so you can review them. I also go into a little bit more detail in the, the download that I'm going to do here, because, again, I do like to keep these episodes under 30 minutes. So you can grab that at veronicagrant.com forward slash 77 download. Um, and, again, that's just going to be summarizing everything that I talk about here as well as some additional questions to ask yourself and um, to, to to prepare yourself for such conversation. All right, so let's get started. And this is my blueprint on how to have an authentic conversation. Again, this is how to express what you need and want in a relationship without feeling needy or, or bitchy. Now, I've said this before in episode 76, but I'm going to go ahead and say again that this blueprint works for any kind of relationship. So if you want to improve communication in a relationship with your boss, with your parents, with your child, with your coworker, with a friend, with a neighbor, whatever it is, then this works. Now, I'm going to talk in the context of a romantic relationship. I think that's why most of you are are listening to me. So that's what we're going to use. And I'm going to use an example as it relates to a romantic partner. However, you can uh, use this for whatever you'd like. You can use this for getting a raise if you'd like. I've had clients actually have used this conversation blueprint to get a raise and have actually gotten the raise. So this works um, in many, many different types of situations. So before you even have the conversation, let's start with step one. And step one is setting the stage. It's getting super clear on your part as to what's going on in the relationship that you'd like to change. So maybe something is happening, or maybe something isn't happening, that you would like to change. So let's just use an example that you let's say you're in a relationship. And he um, maybe you're living together, or maybe he just comes over after work or something like that. And he comes late, right? Like he just comes closer to like eight or nine, and you'd really like him to come home between six and seven. So that's what you'd like to change. He comes home too too late. And then this situation, what is it causing you to feel that you don't want to feel right now? So maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel sad. Maybe you feel uh, abandoned. Maybe you feel, um, Maybe you feel miserable by yourself. Maybe you feel irritated with him because maybe he says he's going to come home earlier, but he doesn't. Maybe you feel a little bit panicky or nervous because maybe you're afraid, well, is he really at work or is he doing something else after work that he's not telling me about? So it can potentially bring up a lot of different emotions for you. So get really clear on what it is that this specific situation is making you feel. And the important thing is that you don't want to be feeling this way. Now, what do you want to feel in this relationship? So maybe you want to feel connected. Maybe you want to feel uh, like you can trust him, or that he's trustworthy. Or maybe you want to feel desired or loved. And by him not coming home earlier in the in the evening, you're not feeling very desired because he's not spending time with you. So this is what you do want to feel. Okay. So to recap, you've, you're setting the stage. And you want to know. What is going on in the relationship that you need to change? What are you feeling right now that you don't want to feel? And what do you want to feel in the relationship? And so then you have to define the gap. And this is really what the conversation will end up being about. But defining the gap is what is or what isn't happening in the relationship. So right now, what is happening in the relationship is that he's coming home late. That's an objective statement. It doesn't mean like you're not going to say he's coming home too late uh, because that puts an opinion on it. Um, You're not saying that he... Is overworked and he works too much, or maybe he goes out too much. You're just saying he comes home late. A very objective statement. That is what is happening in the relationship. It's very difficult to deny that because facts are facts, and there's a time, there's a clock on the wall, and it tells you when he's coming home. All right. So moving on, then you want to define for yourself what is the best case scenario from having this conversation. So basically, what it is what is it that you want from this conversation? So presumably if he's coming home late, you'd like for him to come home earlier, right? So that's the best case scenario that you come to an agreement that he'll be home by seven o'clock, maybe in time for dinner. Right? So that would be best case. Worst case scenario is you know what your whatever your biggest fear is. Like your biggest fear from having this conversation what is your worst case scenario from bringing this up? Maybe he'll get really upset. Maybe he'll get defensive. Maybe he'll continue to um, come home late. Maybe he'll ignore you. Maybe he'll tell you that you're wrong. Maybe he'll tell you that you're needy. I mean, this is just worst case. Like you can just, whatever your worst case thing is, it's not necessarily meaning that it's going to happen. And we're not, you know, trying to, uh, you know, make bad things happen to us by thinking about them or anything, but it's just for the conversation, you'll see where this is going. Um, You want to know what your worst case scenario is, like what are you afraid of happening by having this conversation? All right, so this is step one, which is setting the stage. And it's really, really important to have To to do these questions on your own, I think you should write them down just so you're super clear on them because the more clear you can be when you have a conversation with someone, again, whether it's with a boss or romantic partner, then the more likely you're going to get the desired outcome. In my own relationship, I'm I can think of many many times, even even some very recent, where I've gone to Stevie and I'm really upset about something, and I'm very early on in the stages, and maybe if I even like skipped skip this step, which I don't recommend you do, but maybe I even skip the step, and I just kind of went to him with what I was feeling, and as as a man, I do think there's like some female male thing here, like a man wants to. Um, In some ways, like you know, protect or like be the man, right? Like to protect or to um, provide safety for for his partner. And if he can't do that, that causes frustration, and then which can lead to an argument because they're like, "Well, I don't know what you want. What do you What do you want from me, right?" And and I've definitely been in that situation um, before. So it's really important to be super super clear on how you're feeling. What is happening, what isn't happening, and what you would like to have happen instead. Again, the more clear you can, you can. Um, be with that, then the more likely you're going to have the conversation outcome that you're looking for. So you might just want to skip this step and go straight on to the next step, which is to have the conversation. But I highly, highly recommend that you do not skip this, because it's just so, so important. And I, you know, again, like, I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but I guess I am a little bit, but I can just think of times where I've really thought out what I needed or wanted from Stevie. And I've done these st- asked ask myself these questions, first and then have brought something up to him, it's way more productive rather than just saying, I'm feeling upset and I just want to vent or talk and without ever like having like an end goal in mind. Okay. So once you, once you're going to have the authentic conversation, the very first thing you want to do. So we're we're in step two, but I've broken it down. So there's like eight parts of the conversation. So I'm just going to say step one, step two. But it's like we're we're basically in the next next big step of step two. Have the conversation. And Now these are like mini or sub steps, I should say. The first thing you need to do is to set a time to have the conversation, especially and and this you know could depend depending on what the topic is. If it's not like a huge thing in the relationship, if it's just something about like him coming home earlier, like my example earlier, then you might just be able to say something quickly and reach an agreement. However, if it's something a little bit deeper or bigger, maybe it's having, you can use this um, conversation to have the authentic or not the authentic. You can have this conversation to have the define the relationship talk, the DTR. You can have this conversation to talk about issues if you have kids or if they have kids or Bigger issues, maybe on how you want to have your relationship be in your household, around religion or politics, or you know, in laws or like family members or, or whatever it is. So, you know, the the bigger the topic, then I definitely recommend setting a time to have the conversation and not springing it on that person because you don't know. Maybe they've had a really stressful day, and just having that kind of conversation in that moment is just not going to go well. So you're not setting yourself up for success. Now, if it's just a small thing about. You know, I don't know, taking out the trash or something a little bit more day-to-day or I don't want to say trivial, but I, a little bit smaller, I think you get the point, then I think you can get away with, with having the conversation at a at a good point in time where maybe you're just at both at home or something like that or out with each other. But again, if it's going to be something really big, don't don't spring it. And also, I will say this conversation as much as possible should be in real life, basically in person. On the phone, if absolutely necessary, but definitely not text. So if you have access to text, you have access to a phone conversation. So have a phone conversation if you must, but it's much, much better to have this conversation in real life. And now, again, if you want to follow along, if you're actually going to sit here and follow along with me while I'm... um. Uh, going through these steps and you can grab the download at veronicagrant.com forward slash 77 download. If you're going to go through this afterwards, or if you just want to have this for reference when you do need to have a a conversation, go ahead and download it now because otherwise you're going to like forget what episode this was. You're like, ah, what was that episode about the conversation? I need to have it now. So just go ahead and download it, save it in your email somewhere or on your phone. I save PDFs from podcast downloads all the time in my iBooks thing on my app on my phone. And it's awesome because then when I need to refer to something like, oh yeah, I have that PDF and I can just go grab it. So again, you can get that at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode, no, forward slash 77 download, also in the show notes. Okay, so you've set a time to have the conversation and then you obviously want to start the conversation. And to start the conversation, the first thing you want to do is to thank them for agreeing to have the conversation. And this is a time where you can be vulnerable. So even if you're upset with something that they've done or something that they're doing, it's you don't want to start off with with guns, basically. You want to start off being vulnerable. Tell them you're a bit nervous to have the conversation. Tell them that it feels awkward or scary to have the conversation because you don't want your worst case scenario to happen. So again, what was the worst case scenario that you came up with in step one? Well, that's basically when you would fill in the blank. Like, hey, like, I want to talk to you about something about what time you're coming home late. I'm a bit nervous to have this conversation. It feels a little awkward. I'm just afraid you're gonna think that I don't trust you, but I really don't want that to happen. I really just want us to have more time together during the week, right? So that's how I could set up that kind of conversation about asking him to come home earlier. So basically, you're just being vulnerable, telling them what you want, what you're scared of happening, and what you do want to happen, the best case scenario. And then you want to describe your experience in the relationship. And this is super, super important because what most people will do here, and this is not just in romantic relationships, but I find this across the board in many, many types of relationships, is we tend to talk about what the other person is doing, and then we pass judgment on that. And then that puts them on the defensive. So if we go back to my example of him coming home too late, I could say, you come home too late. And I just think you work too much. And you're too tired then to talk to me at night. And we just don't connect anymore. And you just need to stop doing that, right? There's a lot of judgment there, right? Like I'm saying that he's working too much. Well, maybe his job is like his passion, or maybe he's an entrepreneur and loves his business, or who knows what it is, right? Like, again, doesn't matter. Um, But you're passing judgment. And so he's going to want to go on the defensive and so would anybody else. Okay. So this is not just a man thing. This is an everything. This is a human thing. If someone were to be upset with something that you were doing and rather than just saying you're doing this, but they say you do this too much, you know, like you are, you, uh, you know, think about like the reasons why you're so nervous to actually express what you need or want in an ideal relationship. Someone might've been, you're too needy or you're too, uh, bitchy, right? Like that's passing judgment um rather than just saying, you know, you're expressing what you need or want in an ideal relationship, right? So it it makes you go on the defensive and it's going to make him go on the defensive too. So the things you want to talk about when you're describing what's going on for you in the relationship is you want to tell him what's feeling good. So like what's working, what's not working, what's not feeling so great. What's not making you feel loved or safe or comfortable or any other way that you want to feel in your ideal relationship. How and when have you been hurt? And what do you want to feel from them in your relationship? How have you been feeling, right? So again, you can grab all of this in the download. I'm just, I'm actually just reading these questions from the download right now. So you can grab those if you have missed it or if you're not taking notes. Um, so you want to talk about all of these things as they relate to your Uh, your conversation with this person and expressing what you need and want. And then the next step, and it's really just more of like a sub step, but you want to use specific examples and you want to say it in a very specific way. So again, you're not saying like, I feel you work too much or I think you work too much um, and it makes me sad, right? Like again, that's still passing judgment. And I I know I totally oversimplified that, but I think you get the point. You want to say something more along the lines of when X happens, I feel blank or I feel blank when you say or do blank because I. So let me put this, let me give you an example. I feel hurt when you work really late every night because I want to spend time with you during the week, right? So just think about that. And, and I can just say these two sentences out loud. Like, you work too much. You never hang, we never hang out anymore. We never talk anymore. We never spend time together, Okay. Just notice that energy and what one might say or respond to that. Think about how you would respond to that type of comment to you versus I feel hurt when you work late every night because I want to spend time with you during the week. It's really, really different, right? And it really opens up the doorway to have a really good conversation. And look, if he's not going to be receptive receptive to that type of of languaging, and he's still going to go in the defensive, then there's a good chance he probably is not the right person. And he probably has some more emotional work to do on himself. But if he truly cares about you, he's going to feel bad that he that, that you feel hurt and he's going to want to protect you. He doesn't want you to feel hurt. And especially if his actions are making you feel hurt. And again, you're not accusing him. You're just saying simply, when this happens, I feel X because I. and And you're just simply stating your experience and what you're feeling or what you're not feeling in the relationship. And then you go from there. And then once you share what you're feeling and what you're experiencing in the relationship, Then you want to thank them for listening and then ask what they have to share. So again, you don't want to say, what do you have to say for yourself or anything that would put him on the defensive? I think you get that by this point, but I just want to say it. But you could say something along the lines of, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on this or what comes up for you when I say that or you know, do, does this, does this seem right to you? Or am I like really off here? Or am I reading something completely wrong? So again, you're asking for his input, as he sees it and his experience, right? Because the more that you tell him what his experience is, or what you, his, he tells you what your experience is, then the more there's just room for a conflict, right? A, an effective conversation happens when both parties are just simply stating what their experiences are in a situation without putting judgment on what another person might be doing, thinking, seeing, feeling, or saying. So after you both kind of had major quote unquote opening statements, you could say, then the next thing is to make a deal. What does each person need? What are your boundaries? What is his boundaries? How can you both have your needs and boundaries honored? And I want to just Take a note here. I'm not going to go too much into this because this is a whole episode in itself, but this is not compromising. I I don't really believe in compromising in relationships because when you compromise, at least uh, to me, it connotates that someone isn't getting a need or want or desire fulfilled. I think there's a way for for relationships, for most relationships, to find a way to where both parties get their needs and wants fulfilled, right? So maybe in this situation with the partner working late, maybe. Maybe he has a big project going on or maybe he just has, you know, a deadline coming up. And so maybe the, the quote unquote, make a deal thing is him working late is only going until a certain date when the project is over or maybe on Tuesday nights, he's always home by like six o'clock. So you have your Tuesday night date night together and that's like, you know, A religious thing, like set in stone, like it's in both of your calendars, or maybe you need two nights, whatever it is. But the point is that maybe he really does need to work late a few nights a week, maybe he has has to take clients out, maybe has client meetings, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But the point is his need, his boundary is that he has to work late a few nights a week. And your need your boundary is that you need to see with see him a few nights a week. And so you work at that work that out together. So both of you are ultimately getting what you both want and need from your relationship. So that's pretty much the authentic conversation. And again, you can get all of this. I have all the steps written out for you in the free download. So make sure you grab that before you forget it. And it just slips the mind. So you can get that at veronicagrant.com forward slash 77 download. And before I let you go, I just want to sum up just a couple of key things to remember. So these aren't really fitting into the steps. So to, so so much to speak, but like they are just really important things to remember to have authentic, or not authentic, but effective communication. So you effectively get your point across without the person wanting just to go on the defensive. So one of the first things I always say is to avoid words like always or never or most or worst or anything like that. Like basically anything that feels really super superlative, right? So if you say things like you always come home late or you never talk to me, you always ignore me. Well, first of all, the chances of that being 100% true are very very slim. And no, ma- even if it was 100% true, but usually it's go- it's never going to be. But let's just say it is 100% true. Well, that other person, no matter what the reality is, they're going to go on the defensive because you would too. And it doesn't make him an asshole, it doesn't make him a jerk, it doesn't make him anything other than just a human and not being not liking to be attacked. And it would be the same thing for you. If someone was like, you're always bitching, you're, you know, I'm just thinking of things that like are very gender stereotype things to tell women, right? I'm not, you know, just want to put that out there. Um, so, you know, things like that, you're definitely going to go on the defensive too, because A, it's not nice and B, like, it's not true. Um, and so, so that's the first thing, avoid superlative words. The second thing is to make sure that the word you're using is actually a feeling, and the way you can kind of test yourself is, could you actually take the word out, take the word feeling out of the sentence altogether? So for example, you can say, I'm feeling upset. I feel upset. Or you could say, I'm upset, right? Upset is a feeling. You are feeling upset, right? Versus something like, I feel like hitting you. <laughs> you can't say feel or you can't, you can't take feel out of that sentence in fact, you'd just be like, I like hitting you, right? Which is not a great thing to say anyways, but it's also not an emotion. It's so, you know, a lot of times when I say, you know, to tell people, say the use the feel statements, they say, well, I just feel like yelling at him or I just feel so pissed off. And it's just like, no, just use the emotion and take out the word feel. If it still works, then, then it's probably an emotion. And if not, it's probably not. And it's, and it's just something we think is an emotion because we plug the word feel in there, but it's really not. So, okay, that's the second thing. Make sure you're actually using a feeling word and not just something like I feel like hitting you. And I talked about this before um, in when I was going over the conversation, but I just want to reiterate how important this is, is to make sure what you're describing is objective. So you want to stick to the facts as much as possible. And it's not like you're trying to say he said, she said, or debate the facts. Um, but again, it's very, very different to, um, to say something like, I feel sad because I I feel sad when you work late because I want to spend time with you, um, versus saying like I feel sad when you work late, right? Because then it's like okay, well then don't feel sad, right? Or like it's it's just harder to have a conversation from that. Um, so to say something that's very objective, like you, you, you work late, like that's objective. Like you can, you know, you don't get home to nine o'clock. That's definitely a verifiable fact. And how does that affect you? Um, cause you can be objective with that, but you can't say something like, I feel, um, uh, Sad because you work too late or because you work too much, right? Because you're putting an opinion or a judgment on the fact that he works too late and he might love his job. And if he starts to cut back on his hours because, or a project because, you know, you're may- maybe shaming him or guilting him into to do that, there's going to be some resentment building up. So it's really, really important for both parties to have um, their their needs and their wants uh, met. And it's also important for you to take responsibility for your own emotions and for not just dumping them onto him. Will you make me feel this? This when you're doing that, right? That's not having an authentic conversation. That's still very attack in nature and it's not expressing how you feel in a very objective way. All right, whew, this episode was a doozy. I've said it before, but again, you can get the free download at 70, veronicagrant.com forward slash 77 download. So you can have all of this just in a um, a quick a cheat sheet PDF format so you can refer to this as much as you need to or when you need to if you're not really in a situation where you need to have an authentic conversation. And you can also grab the show notes and everything else that I um, talk about in this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 77. That is the show notes page. So I hope you have enjoyed this two-part series for um, how to know what you need and want in an ideal relationship. If you have any other topics you'd love for me to hammer in about this or in, in, in a way like this, where it's very workshoppy, you have worksheets and cheat sheets and that kind of thing, then let me know. You can let me know either on Instagram, I'm at Veronica E. Grant, or I'm also on email. So you can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash contact. And that contact form goes straight to my inbox. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how this episode was for you and other topics you would love for me to workshop on in this podcast. All right, my dears, that is all I have for you for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you all next week with an interview I think you're going to love all about how to manifest love. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. remember... Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken, you don't need to be fixed, and even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.